You're listening to Classic Movies Live on Heatwave Radio, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. And today, we're talking about The Lighthouse, uh, a movie about seagulls that also sometimes stars Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Um, I think it's hard to spoil this movie, so, I mean... There's kind of no spoilers, but also we talk about the movie in a lot of detail, so maybe if that's spoilers. Anyway, here's some seagulls. You're listening to Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show about movies that just came out today. We're talking about... uh, Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Yeah, The Lighthouse. That's the new movie with... Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, and uh, Pierre, what's this movie about? It's about Robert Pattinson. I don't remember his character's name. It's like, he has two names, his and you char- don't know which ones they has actual names. Yeah, honestly, like, it's not that much of a spoiler, but even really giving character names is kind of a spoiler in yeah, this movie, because it's a big plot point. Anyway. I'll just, I'll just say Robert Pattinson uh, ends up on, a, on an island with a lighthouse to work on with Willem Dafoe. Um, who's a creepy, snarky, very old gassy yeah. old man. And, uh, yeah, and it's the movie basically follows the characters unraveling minds into insanity. Yeah, Robert Pattinson particularly, because, like, Willem Dafoe, I would barely say his character goes insane. Like, his character's crazy from the start. As crazy as he gets, anyway. That's true, yeah, after um, a while. being, I think he's a veteran of the lighthouse. This is He's sure served many shifts there. Yeah, so. he's just a weird man. I could see why he would be weird. <laughs> they, they, they cast the perfect guy for it, too. Oh, for sure. Willem Dafoe's kind of creepy in this role, too. I mean... Well, he's a creepy man. <laughs> yeah, Willem Dafoe's kind of creepy in general, I guess. He looks creepy, but he's also... He, he's able to supply... He was able to supply the warmth. Yeah, yeah. That was needed to make it believable that you wouldn't just, like, outright murder him, like, right away. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, but um, yeah, so what are your thoughts on The Lighthouse? Because that, that was basically the plot. That's like, basically not it. much to say. Uh, well, that's actually, I guess the first thing I wanted to say is, like, I asked my mom about this, and she actually has a friend who does a similar job. Like, she, her friend is retired, uh, but for the last, like, however many years, what she does is she'll, like, for four weeks out of the year, she goes to... Uh, remote island and just works the lighthouse for four weeks roughly give or take um and like that's i i think she comes away with that pretty well i mean my mom didn't know exactly how much money that friend made but like in this in in this uh in this movie they'll do this for four weeks out of the year all going well could be a little longer uh and they get this is i think he said they get they're getting a thousand dollars for this and this movie takes place in 1892 so that is easily a very like a pretty a lot of money that's a pretty good year salary there yeah so even though i guess you only work half a month well no you you work one month but you get paid for that month or you get paid for that you also get paid for your off month you get paid a thousand dollars during that month and in 1892 that's a year's salary at least oh so you're saying they make like six years of salary no, I'm saying they get. I'm so confused. So they they're make, on it for a month. And they're they on it for a month. They, so they're on it for a month, and then they don't have to do it again for another year. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So I guess like, it was that bad, huh? That they... Well, I mean, just in general, like that's that's roughly how lighthouse work works. Yeah. 
they, they made it look very unappealing in this movie. Oh yeah, it that. it was not. It, it looked it was bad. It was a bad time. Yeah. I mean, for one, obviously the main plot of the movie is that Robert Pattinson goes crazy. So, obviously, that doesn't look fun. Mm. But also, like, Robert Pattinson gets there, and Willem Dafoe's pretty old, you know, so he just stays up, and he, like, tends the light while Robert Pattinson, like, has to... Re- he's got to, like, fix up the shack. He's got to paint the lighthouse. He yeah. has to do the fishing. He's got he's to do basically everything that's not very bare-bones cooking and cleaning and taking care of the light. Mm. So... Robert did. Pattinson gets a short end of the stick here. Yeah, but he did a fantastic job. The slow descent. Oh, I thought you just meant like with his work in general. Oh, well, yeah, he's he a hard worker. He was really some hard. Real, he painted the heck out of that lighthouse, and he, he painted it really well. And he moved oil and coal and. Oh man! So there's a scene in this where he like moves some oil, like the the I'm, I'm guessing it's whale oil, but he's yeah. moving this oil to uh, refill the light in the lighthouse. And, like, he takes this extremely heavy jug of oil up, like, half of the lighthouse stairs, gets to the top. Willem Dafoe gives him, like, a little oil can. Is like, use this next time. Also, we don't need this here. Just take it back down. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like there's a lot of moments in this movie where you're, like, I, I don't know. It, it's, like, very relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. It's, like, such a weird thing for Willem Dafoe to be... It's just like a dick move, essentially. Yeah, and like and that's, there's not much you can say because you're in an inferior position. Well, that's like most of Willem Dafoe's character is just—he's just giving Robert Pattinson a hard time, usually for no reason. Yeah, he's having a great time doing it. Yeah, like giving him a hard time. So I think that like so Robert Pattinson, his character is already—we find out later that coming into this job, he's not exactly mentally stable. No. And then, in addition to that, there's this old man who delights in giving him the hardest possible time. And, um, I mean, Robert Pattinson sort of, I guess his character jumps the shark at one point, but up until then, it's, like, very relatable how, he, how I guess, he's going crazy, because he's really just getting increasingly frustrated and retaliating against, uh, I like that word too much, and, like, yeah... And, like, fighting back against Willem Dafoe, because, like, it's, you know, eventually Willem Dafoe keeps insulting him, so he, he like, fires back. And then, yeah. Well, it's amazing how you you kind of... I, I honestly kind of felt sorry for Willem Dafoe. Yeah. In some ways, but you could obviously... Like, there are some very obvious tells that he was, like, psychologically and mentally manipulating yeah. uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson's character the um, whole time and, and it was I guess he did it in a way though that like because it, it just felt like you you were kind of put in his the mind of uh, the worker where it's just like okay you got this sh- like this old guy you gotta deal with it's kind of shitty but it's just mm-hmm. a month and yeah. then you can move on right so just like don't don't get in a fight yeah and just get through the month and you'll be fine and meanwhile this old guy like He's just an, he's a mean old man having fun, and yeah. what that means is he's trying to poke Robert Pattinson until they get into a fight. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Robert Pattinson's just like don't get in a fight, and there's this old man provoking him the entire time. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, they played both of those roles excellently. Willem Dafoe had some awesome, awesome monologues mm -hmm. in this. I really hope they both get nominated for supporting I so. and uh, leading. Yeah, um, I can I can honestly see either one of them walking away with it. Uh, I think Willem Dafoe. I, I I would say my personal pick here is like. God, I don't know. Willem Dafoe, I liked Willem Dafoe's character more because he was funnier, but Robert Pattinson, I think, did a better job. As an actor? In this one, yeah. And, like, the thing is, both of those are marginal. Like, mm. if I'm picking Robert Pattinson as a better actor, I'd accept someone telling me, no, you're wrong, Willem Dafoe is the better actor. I'd say that, like, Willem Dafoe... I think they put an equally good performance Yeah, in, for but sure. I'd also say... Willem Dafoe's character was easier to do stuff with. Yeah. Robert Pattinson's was very like a lot a lot of the acting was extremely subtle because he was he was feigning sanity for most right. of the movie and like you watch his inner turmoil um and you can all cuz he he never like really there's not many outburst moments. No, so. where Willem Dafoe, that's most of his character. Is he's yeah. just he just has to be an eccentric old man. Yeah, he's very loud, attention drawing. And um, one of my favorite scenes of the movie is uh, they get into a fight, and Robert Pattinson tells Willem Dafoe that he doesn't even like his cooking, mm -hmm. and then Willem Dafoe like goes on this huge tirade, yeah. like basically a prayer to Neptune to sweep away Robert Pattinson's character. It's yeah. It's bizarre, but I, like, I love I loved how bizarre it was. Yeah, like the, it never I felt like it never took itself too seriously, which I love because like, in the end it was, it it just kind of looked at the ridiculousness of like, the power struggle in that scenario, mm -hmm. and how and how like, putting two people together in a cramped space for like, a month can what what that can lead to right because like honestly like. They can't like they they just have to live together. Yeah. But they can't. In the end, clearly. They can't. Yeah. So, but it's just like they take that con like how silly that concept mm -hmm. is of, um, and then just took it to like the extreme in every single way. And the, and they do stuff like the, like really long monologues out of nowhere that mm -hmm. don't feel very, realistic, but you just love it so much because it's yeah. so it's so full of. Uh, heart. Well, yeah. honestly, they feel realistic in the sense that, like, if it was just me and if it was just me and one other guy on it, and we'd been living together for two weeks and hadn't and had exhausted every other possible thing to do, mm -hmm. then yeah, we're gonna goof off at each other, and like yeah. that's basically what those monologues are—is goofing yeah. off at each other, really. Yeah. yeah so was, well, the whole movie it just kind of comes down to can these two people get along? Or not. Yeah. Standing, except in this, like, it's kind of like a sitcom episode almost, like a bottle episode where you a little shove bit. two people to, like, and they just have to work their problems out. Except in this case, obviously, they're both kind of insane, so. Yeah, so, like, this movie, I mean, I don't know if it's, I, I think you should, pro I think we should probably point out that this movie does have, like, supernatural elements, but those supernatural elements are, like, barely there and could even possibly be entirely made up. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were, yeah. So, like, there's a mermaid in this. I don't think there's actually a mermaid in this. Like, I think it's Robert Pattinson... His mind. ...just making stuff up. Yeah. And then eventually, like, Robert Pattinson becomes really fixated on the light at the lighthouse, just because yeah. that's the only part of the lighthouse he's not allowed to get into. Yeah. And, like... But that's just him becoming obsessed with something. Like, eventually he looks at the lighthouse, and I think he opens it up, and 
It's like it's it's like one of those. It's like the Pulp Fiction moment where they open up the case and they're like, "Wow, look at what's in that case," and <laughs> yeah. you can't see what's in the case. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he was obsessed with a few things. And Robert Pattinson just keeps finding things to obsess over yeah. in this movie, kind of. I think the mermaid was like a metaphor for like pent up masculinity or something like that. I was gonna I say know. sexual frustration. Or that because too, that's because kind of on the nose there. Oh was okay. I never I, mean, see, I, I never thought, thought of that during the movie. I I could be wrong. No, it probably was. It's just like, like he was going insane. But then also there's the added factor of yeah, he's alone with a dude. And like, and they don't girls. even kiss in this movie. I'm sorry, spoiler. Kiss. They do not. I kiss think they in were kind movie. of like, like, maybe maybe that might have been part of it. Just like they're so, like, or at least Rob Pattinson's so sexually frustrated that, mm-hmm. like, it almost. There are actually a, a couple of moments where they get like, <laughs> surprising. They get more intimate than it feels like their characters should. And yeah. Willem Dafoe definitely isn't into it. But like. As you're saying, Robert Pattinson is so frustrated that like he's just that that's that's where he's at at that moment. Yeah. So um I also loved how dark. It was a it was actually a whole a hilarious movie. Yeah. Watching it. I I laughed so much um especially because like given the subject matter, mm-hmm. it was very is it would like usually when you watch a psychological thriller you're probably not going to be laughing too much. So, right? like, it's hilarious, but also it didn't cheapen it as a psychological thriller. No. Like, I, I think it was effective for what it was, but it's such a ridiculous situation, and they yeah. definitely, like you said earlier, didn't take themselves that seriously. Mm. So, like, I mean, you say you say it's funny, but that doesn't mean that, like, the parts that were supposed to be scary or weird or, like, think piece parts didn't land either. Yeah. Well, I... I I, I think in this case it helps it. Yeah. Because the humor, because it got, it kind of got funnier because they acted crazier the longer, yeah, farther into the movie got, but then it was crazy in like a funny way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you could still, I don't I mean, know how to say, you could, I think it kind of. You kinda, still knew that like the reason they're acting this way, this absurd is because yeah. they're going crazy. Yeah. And I think it helped um, certain scenes like well, like a lot of the psychological things, like I think he hallucinated a lot during the movie. Yeah. But, and a lot of them were like really crazy and like on, honestly like hilarious too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, I think having co- comedy in the movie already really helped them like get inventive with the visions, right? Because right. At that point, it was like, okay, if we can get them laughing at this, then like nothing's off the table. Mm-hmm. We can go crazy with this. Rather than like a lot of like more realistic psychological yeah. thrillers, they wouldn't delve that way because it, it would. I think it'd be like a big tonal shift. Yeah. Um, so I guess on the, on the note of realism here, like Wikipedia refuses to acknowledge it, but I think that this movie was like very heavily inspired. Well, to me, it reminded me a lot of H.P. Lovecraft stories, mm-hmm. which like I guess I can't speak in too much detail here because it's not really based on any one story but it's very much got that exact kind of psychological horror aspect to it where technically I guess everything everything could be and probably is just a real situation that ends up going not the way they want it to Yeah. but like all of the horror and all the weird stuff that's happening happens because 
uh, they're going crazy and hallucinating all of this weird stuff that's not actually there. Mm-hmm. I mean, in an H.P. Lovecraft story, there might be uh, there might be like an extraterrestrial force that's sort of got its fingers in there. But like, I kind of saw the equivalent here as like, if you really need an explanation, maybe there's something in the lighthouse light that's making them go crazy. But like, there isn't. It's just a bunch of stuff. No. It, it's. I don't even know how to say this. Like. The whole, uh... Well, you don't... It's, it's just a normal situation that... I don't know. I don't know how to say this. Anyway. I Well, saying? I liked how... Like, a lot of it did go unexplained. But yeah. I thought that was a good... Because you couldn't really explain... Like, for example, we don't... We know nothing about either characters. Like, actual backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of... They did explain their backgrounds, but one of them explained his background twice, and it wasn't completely different each time but there was like in the first time he explained it he clearly left a bunch out yeah the second time he explained it he probably still left some stuff out so we don't really know much about his backstory no uh willem defoe's backstory is almost completely unexplained like he doesn't yeah. even talk Other about than it really he's been at that lighthouse before yeah it's he considers it his lighthouse and doesn't let people go to the light mm-hmm. so like that's that's the light part. Yeah. Well, that, it's amazing how relatable these characters are, despite yeah. how little we know about them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ask me to, like... Actually, no, I could describe them pretty well. Okay, they're, go they're ahead. They're both very vivid characters. Yeah. I guess it's just more like, we don't know, like, why they are the way they are. Mm-hmm. You know? But that doesn't matter at this point. Well, and then, like, there's a lot of... I don't know, I'm hung up on the supernatural elements because the supernatural elements are cool to me because they aren't supernatural even a little bit. Yeah. But, like, at one point, Willem Dafoe says it's bad luck to kill a seagull, and then and there's a bunch of seagulls, one of whom is a particular bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a seagull with, like, one... with only one eye, and um, every time he encounters Robert Pattinson, he just, like, stands in a place that Robert Pattinson needs to get to and just screams at him for a while and then eventually runs away. Yeah. So like there's a seagull that's provoking everybody and Robert Pattinson or that's provoking Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson wants to kill this seagull and Willem Dafoe goes it's bad luck to kill a seagull. And then throughout the rest of the movie a bunch of weird seagull sh- related shenanigans happen sort of in the background. There's like the the seagulls are always sort of there at the end there's some stuff with the seagulls. In between, there's seagull stuff. It's like, there's, there's like, these superstitions that come up every now and then. Like, I think there's a mer- I think the mermaid is even mentioned by Willem Dafoe at one point before she appears. Isn't it because there's, like, a doll of a mermaid or something? There's a doll there's of a, a mermaid, and I think, I feel like Willem Dafoe said that, like, someone, the, the last guy he was on the island with got, went crazy and said he saw a mermaid or something. Yeah. So, like... There's all this, like, superstitious stuff, and the actual explanation is that it, it's either completely normal or it's in someone's head. Yeah. But, like, there's all of that superstition that, like, leads to, I guess, vi- visions, various shenanigans. Kind of recent, re, uh, recontextualizes a lot of the normal events that are, ac- that are happening yeah. to make them look more sinister than they actually are. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, anyway. I think, uh, also, what did, what did you like about the um, aspect ratio and the, oh, I loved and the it. black and white? Like, uh, so, um, 
I was really excited for the fact that it was just black and well, I was excited for the fact that it was just black and white. But then, like, I liked that they it was this was basically a throwback to the '40s because like the audio was mostly it was it was good, but like it did have at least some of the qualities of back then. I don't think it was quite as grainy as it could have been, mm-hmm. which is not a big problem. But like they committed in in so many aspects. There was the aspect ratio, which I think if it had been 16.9 and black and white, I wouldn't have been able to take it seriously. Yeah, I, I, I don't, because I, I was really expect, I was surprised, I was really expecting the aspect ratio to change actually to like something more like a 16.9. <laughs> but okay. um, it never, it's kind of like a Wizard of Oz thing where it starts gray and then expands oh, later or something. Yeah, but this was I was really, I was really surprised they stayed like that the whole time having seen this movie though i don't think there would have been a point in the movie where that where they could have done that and it wouldn't have been very jarring yeah because like in the wizard of oz she goes to another world and then everything's in color and that makes sense yeah in this movie like there's not a point where there's a change that's big enough to justify expanding the screen like that because i know i've seen that before yeah and this is not one of those movies well it's not I kind of like, I guess it makes sense because, well, it feels cramped. Mm-hmm. The movie feels cramped. And that, and, well, yeah, because in addition to that aspect ratio, there's a lot of very close shots. Uh, their sets are very small small and filled with stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they're most, most of the, I would say that the majority of the scenes take place in their little shack and just, like, generally over them eating or drinking or both. And in that shack, it's full of everything they need for their four weeks. And it's just, like, haphazardly strewn all over the place. So it feels really claustrophobic being in that shack. And that's communicated really well by both the way it's shot and the 4-3 aspect ratio. Sort of um, sort of pushing everything together more. Yeah. Um, also, I really liked the practical effects in this. Uh, there weren't a lot that were especially noticeable, but I really liked... Uh, you know the old, um, the old style seagulls are just plastic seagulls on strings because you could see that really? there was there was at I least one that. scene where you could actually see like four seagulls strung together just being like shook, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Yeah, I think that kind of adds to it too. Yeah, it, feels it does. Like, totally feels like the type of movie that could like pull that off. Exactly, it feels like a throwback without being too. No- it, it didn't feel nostalgic, but no. it did feel like very throwback to that uh, type of filmmaking anyway mm-hmm. and I think that was really smart yeah it worked really well in favor of it like they did some really cool lighting effects with the black and white honestly I think that like so it's shot kind of as a, a light, I, shot kind of as a throwback to the style of the 40s and 50s but I don't think that's a decision because they wanted to pay homage to those movies. I think that's a decision because that was the best way to make this movie. Because, as you said, every one of those aspects we mentioned adds to the movie. And it doesn't add to it because we love the movies of the 40s and we just can't wait to see movies, to see cinema go back to the 40s. It adds to it because every single one of those is a smart decision that adds to the, like, the comedy and also the um, horror of this movie. Mm. Yeah, and I think, I, yeah, it was kind of, 
the I think the comedy like honestly you could have had a lot of the like movie without dialogue too now that mm-hmm. I think about it like a lot of the emotions are very like plain and like like the way they physically act is like a lot more well there are actually a lot of uh there's a lot of scenes in this movie that are without dialogue that yeah. just rely on the music and the score of this movie is great too yeah they all work very well together mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I also think that style worked well for the comedy. Mm-hmm. I think uh, like the way they portrayed themselves, like the the whole um, Willem Dafoe's character was extremely, I would say, stereotypical. Sure. I guess of like the old captain. Yeah. That's kind of an asshole. Doesn't um, and kind of takes the power out of control. It, it felt it, it felt like I've seen it before. I don't know if I've actually seen it before, but. Um, but it, I think it worked in its favor because... I mean, um, he's basically a caricature of Captain Ahab and every exactly. other he sea felt, captain. He felt very cartoony. Yeah. And then also, but also, like, back then, the way they filmed people, the people acted very yeah. cartoonish as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, over, over-exaggerated everything to get... Because they couldn't use dialogue, right? Right. Yeah, so I think it worked very well. Whereas Robert Pattinson was very... He was very subtle... Mm-hmm. And yet his movement still, like, his movement alone still communicated a lot of what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I would say that, like, Willem Dafoe is almost the silent actor type that has to be, uh, has to be, you know, completely over the top to get his point across, where Robert Pattinson is clearly a dialogue actor, mm-hmm. but also, uh, he's also communicating a lot more than he might in some other movie just through just through his movements as well yeah. although he's not over the top even a little bit um well that's not true he, he is in some sp- in some spots at, while the, as the movie goes on he does he, he, he does gets, become more cartoony and yeah. when, when he does though he pulls it off so well oh for sure you're you're kind of you're kind of in a mix of i want to laugh at this but also like holy shit that's like this guy's pretty scary yeah it's such a it's it's he, he starts doing things that are really funny, but they're so out of character for who he was before that point that it ends up being a little bit creepy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I was really And happy. then he does, like, some actual torture, which is just torture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they all, everything is vague in this movie, too. Like, yeah. There's no... I'd say, like... Honestly, the whole movie could be up to interpretation. Well, I I want to say about the supernatural elements again. Like, I in my interpretation of the movie, none of it happens. Like, it's just Robert Pattinson going crazy, and a lot of the stuff that he sees when he's alone on the island is just him hallucinating or him like thinking about, or it's just metaphors for something. Yeah. But it's also vague enough that like all of the all of it could have happened. Like everything could be. Like, all of the actions of this, the seagulls could be a malicious force. Maybe there's really a mermaid. Maybe the, maybe the actual lighthouse is, maybe there is something sinister in the light. Maybe Willem Dafoe really does have laser eyes. You know, there's all these things yeah. that could actually have been real, right? Yeah. Well, that's the, I was, ex- I liked how, I was, I was honestly expecting the movie to end with some kind of explanation for what was happening to them, but it never did. And I, I was I was very happy it mm-hmm. did because it felt more it felt more ballsy. I, I think yeah. if they tried to explain it all, they could have, but it would have made the it would have ruined less, the movie, uh, honestly. Yeah, because then I, then I don't know. It's just it's kind of like if you explain the magic behind it, then it's ruined. Yeah, 
Exactly. I want to know. This movie, uh, oh gosh, it reminded me a lot of one of my favorite stories, The Cats of Ulthar, uh, mm. which, I don't know, I don't know that I can really go into too, too much detail. I honestly should just have brought it and read it on the podcast, but like, it's a very, very short story by H.P. Lovecraft about a town called Ulthar where they just love cats. Like, H.P. Lovecraft himself was famously loved cats, and so like he wrote a, ta- a, a story about a town that loves cats, and then like this old lady moves into the town who doesn't like cats very much, and I think she kills one of the cats in Ulthar, and then like the next day, you know, for the next week, like no one can find her, like no one knows where she went, and then like eventually they find her and she's dead, and around her house is just like a swarm of cats just all the time, so it's like. Huh, I wonder what happened there. But again, they don't explain it. Yeah. And like there were elements of that that I saw in this movie, specifically uh, seagulls. Mm-hmm. I, I, this movie did very similar things with seagulls. But uh, it did, yeah. Not, not like not one to one exactly the same, but there's there's elements. I do hate seagulls now too. Yeah, I, seagulls I never, suck. I never really cared for seagulls before, but now like. After watching that movie, they scare the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. Sign of bad omens to come. I mean, that's cool, though, when you can take an unimposing bird. Well, you can take an unimposing animal and make it actually scary. That's what Alfred Hitchcock did with the birds, yeah. right? So. Yeah. I like to think that the, the seagulls weren't... It's like one of those things where you're just kind of mad. Like, I think his character character was mad at everything yeah so then like you just kind of assume like like the birds just hate you for some reason even though it makes no sense but he just like he felt that way because he in insanity you feel like the world is against you yeah for sure i feel like i'm I'm pretty sure there was nothing in there was nothing they showed the seagulls doing that seagulls wouldn't ordinarily already be doing like it was all normal seagull stuff yeah but the way that they framed it like there's the one seagull that was distinctive because he didn't have an eye, and he kept, like, provoking Robert Pattinson, but we're only seeing a few days out of the time they're there. Yeah. How do we know that, like, every seagull isn't doing this, and it just happens to be that one that he notices, or yeah. that, like, it's they're showing us? Yeah. So. Yeah, I do find yeah. them annoying. Anyways, I think, I think we basically covered everything. Yeah, that's really as much as we can say about the lighthouse. Yeah. Um, it's like... It's it's a very cool movie, not very in depth because it's very simple on the surface. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. But it's any- it's not quite a character study like a lot of movies are. It's not similar to a lot of character studies, but it really just is a character study of these two characters, really. Mm-hmm. Of like um, a social dynamic. Yeah. So it's basically the odd couple, but with seagulls. Yeah. But but not the odd couple are seagulls, they're just also are seagulls. It's a good tagline, they should have used that on the movie. Yeah, that entire, all three sentences of what I just said. Yeah. It's like the odd couple, but with seagulls, except not that the odd couple are seagulls, it's just, there's also seagulls. Watch the lighthouse. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Alright, uh, so like if uh, A24 wants to come and uh, hire us as marketing execs, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my no, not for free. My my commission is usually a million dollars per poster, but mm, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'm willing to negotiate down to say twenty it's twenty like bucks. A quarter of this movie's budget. Yeah, it's okay. I th- I like I liked how I'll just say the 
I liked how much heart was put into this. You could yeah. tell every little part of this movie worked because the people who made it cared a lot. Yes. Everyone who was a part of this movie wanted this movie to do well, and that's why this movie was as good as it was. Yeah, and I honestly don't feel all, feel that way often in the movie. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's a lot of times you can tell if someone's... Well, you, you can always tell if someone's phoning it in, mm-hmm. and no one was. Yeah, so. it's not one of those movies. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Yes, uh, short episode today. It is. So next week we'll talk about, I don't know, Need for Speed. Shit. <laughs> or term, maybe Terminator. Maybe Terminator. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe Need for Speed. Anyway, yeah. bye. Bye.